from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Michael Alford talking to the Board of Trusts said, guys, something's got to change. Financially, this cannot continue. It was a shot at the ACC office. It was openly a question about, hey, big boys out there, the SEC, et cetera, were available. He laid out the money and everything else. What's been the feedback you've gotten from last Friday? Yeah, I think Florida State fans love it, Bill. Isn't it kind of crazy? Like, Florida State, you know, if you think about, like, a marriage or a relationship, right, like, Florida State's a 10, and the ACC's like a 3, maybe a 4, right? And so this perfect 10, this beautiful, good-looking girl, Florida State, is a 10 and is literally going on the open market and saying, this 3 ain't good enough for me. I'm out here. <laughs> I need a I need a better suitor. Um, that's wild. I've never seen a, an AD. I've nothing like that, right? And so it made national news, right? Like it, it's it's traveled everywhere because I've never seen an AD, an AD do that. And I think that think about a marriage or think about a relationship. The ten has all the leverage, right? Like you know, the the three has the binding contract, like has the marriage license. But you can get out of contracts. You can get out of marriage licenses. And so I think Alfred knows, like, listen, whether it's today or in three years or if it's 2036 when this thing's up, I'm a 10, and I'm, I'm getting as far away from you as I possibly can. I think a lot of Florida State fans have respect for Michael Alfred putting his neck out there on the line and calling them out because that's an uncomfortable thing. You, didn't, I, you know, Clemson has dominated the last decade. I get it. You didn't see Clemson's AD doing that. You didn't see Miami's got the loudest mouth in NIL right now down there in South Florida. You didn't see it. Miami's AD doing that. Florida State, again, leading the way. And I think Florida State fans are pretty proud of that. Now, what ends up happening? I don't know. I mean, you got the best legal minds that Tallahassee can afford right now, and, and you're in the, 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 the capital, so maybe that'll help too. But, you know, yeah, you, where it all turns up, I don't know. But I think Florida State fans are happy that he went out there and, and basically told the world uh, what everyone knows is true. You just touched on it, 
But the question is, how do they get out of it? It's hundreds and hundreds of millions when you take the buyout exit fee plus the grant of rights relationship. You add that up, it's four to five hundred million, whatever it is. There's another theory that if Clemson and Florida State just announced they were leaving, it would implode the league. Maybe the grant of rights disappears because ESPN is not going to pay for what's left over. What do you think the route is? And, and maybe that's unclear at the moment. Yeah, to me, the best route is for the ACC to dissolve. And I think the, the, the you know, Florida State or Clemson, if they left tomorrow and, and there wasn't, you know, a $300 million price tag on top of it, they would have a spot immediately, right? Whether it's the SEC or the Big Ten, it doesn't really matter. They would have a spot kind of right away. Um, I think there are probably a few other schools that, that you could say would just immediately have a spot. Um, but I don't know if there are eight spots, right? And that's probably the number you need to get to to, 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 to turn the league upside down, right, and, and to have more than half the teams. And, and then I think the ACC just kind of dissolves. So I don't know. If I'm, if I'm Alford or if I'm, uh, you know, Clemson's AD or Miami, you know, I think Miami would have a spot right away. I think, you know, I think Virginia is an attractive place for maybe the Big Ten with their academics and stuff. Um, and they're, you know, they've, they've got better athletics than some of those Big Ten teams. So, I don't know, you can find a place for four or five programs. If I'm Alfred and I'm Clemson and I'm Miami, I'm helping three or four more small schools find a spot. I'm doing some negotiate. I'm helping them negotiate. I'm helping them find a spot in the Big 12. Or I'm helping a merger between the Pac-12 and, and the ACC's bottom feeders kind of happen. So, to me, that's the best route is, eight teams find a spot, which, again, we could probably find a pretty easy spot for like four or five of them, I would think, uh, you know, as much as we like to give Miami a hard time. I mean, that brand carries. And so Florida State, Miami, Virginia, UNC, maybe maybe some of them, Pittsburgh, I don't know. If we can find a spot for like three or four more teams, then I think this thing can just implode and there's no grant of rights to be held up. Otherwise, I think it's got to go through the courts. I think you got to find a you got to find a court system that'll that'll say like, yeah, this grant of rights is just completely off base, find a loophole, get out of it somehow. And I, I, you know, I don't have any inside info on this, but it just tracks. I think that's what Florida State is 100% working on. I think they're working on multiple fronts, and trying to get out of that contract is certainly at the forefront of it. The ACC office already knows the problems they have, but I would like to have been there when they heard about Alford's words on Friday. I'd like to just see their reaction to that. Yeah, you think there was some throwing of glasses and, <laughs> you know, uh, some nervous uh, chatter going on. I can't wait for, you know, I think that, you know, SEC media days and ACC kickoff, they're largely overblown, right? Like, I think, you know, last year we tried to get hyped up for SEC, you know, because the whole Jimbo uh, – Jimbo Nick thing, and of course, nobody ever says anything. There's never anything good that comes out of it. Dabo sticks his foot in his mouth like eight times an offseason, and then he gets coached up really well by the sports information people at Clemson, and he never says anything good at it. But I'm telling you, this year is going to be the year to be an ACC kickoff. With what Alfred did last, you know, last week, I, uh, I skipped last week, but I am certainly going to Charlotte in July uh, to, to hear what Commissioner Phillips and and some of these other people have to say, um, I think it's going to be an entertaining one for, for the first time in, in a while. 
you've probably heard accounts of this. When you were about two years of age, the SEC expanded and added South Carolina and Arkansas. And before that, they were talking with Florida State. And I've talked to Bobby Bowden about this. I know the exact story, and I was doing the radio show when all this was going on, too. And the SEC wanted Florida State at the time. Bobby did not want it because I think he could foresee what they were about to get done in the 90s, and he didn't think it would be as fruitful or as successful if he did it in the SEC as opposed to dominating the ACC, which, by the way, at the time was the right move, and they had a decade that will go down for generations as one of the most remarkable ever. Got to remember now, Florida was dominant that decade too, but Florida State overall was the better team head-to-head. Yeah. Uh, 96 Florida won the national championship, but, but Florida State won more of those games than Florida did. So Florida State would have done fine in the SEC. It just wouldn't have been as dominant. But now things are different. And, and again, I, I protect – Bobby, God rest his soul, because at the time that was the right decision. Today, it wouldn't be the right decision. Yeah, it's hard to – and you're exactly right. It was the right decision back then. Um, it, it put Florida State – you know, he put Florida State on the map with the anybody, anywhere, anytime kind of mentality in the 80s, yeah. and they held it to that in the 90s too. And like you said, yeah, they won more of the head-to-head. They won two titles instead of one in the 90s. Uh, they were in four championship games in the 90s, but, you know, obviously only came away with the – with the two wins, so yeah, they were definitely the better program. But yeah, it'd be hard to, it'd be hard for Bobby to, have, as great as he was, <laughs> have the foresight or have the vision of what was going to happen 35 years later, right? With TV and media and contracts and stuff like that. The real problem is when the grant of rights was renegotiated in 20, 2014, 2016, and Florida State then, I, I, you know, was still in this conference. You know, like that's when it really should have just blown up, and we should have said like, hey, guys that's when somebody should have had a little bit of foresight, right, and and kind of known and seen what was happening with TV deals and contracts and this crap ACC network that we've got, which is just the worst of any of the networks. Um, you know, when you look at the Big Ten, SEC, Big 12, uh, Big 12 now is better. So, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, uh, it, Florida fans like to say, oh, Bobby was scared or this, that, and the other, and it was like, well, Bobby beat you, you know, more than you beat him. So let's maybe just relax on that. But – I do think that, you know, when it was renegotiated a few years ago, that's when Florida State should have maybe had a little bit more foresight. How uh, You know, Florida State fans like to laugh at Maryland for leaving, uh, and then, you know, Florida State beat Maryland 63 to nothing in their last ACC matchup in 2013. But uh, I think Maryland's the team laughing now because, you know, they're getting that big kid payout while uh, Florida State's making less than, you know, Vandy or Rutgers or, or any of those teams in the SEC or Big Ten. DJ Pittenger is with us. Anything else going on down in the state capitol at Florida State? Baseball team with their new coach has has started very, very well. We do know that. He'd been at Notre Dame all those years but came back home to Tallahassee. Is basketball pretty much just done? Has everybody gotten over that? Yeah, they play their last game of the week coming up, uh, or last game of the year coming up. Well, I guess they'll be in the ACC tournament. But, you know, they may win a game there. But, you know, there, there's no postseason unless they just do something ridiculous and, and go off and win the thing, you know, win four in a row and win it. But nobody really expects that. So, tough year for hoops. You know, they walked it off against Miami the other day. So, that was fun. Kind of a 
cherry on top of a crap Sunday uh, that had been the year. But there's a lot of excitement around baseball. They had a ridiculous win last night in in the 12th or 13th inning, something something late. But uh, yeah, kind of a drop pop up in in no man's land. Uh, scores two runs and they end up finding a way to win and. Yeah, they went on the road and, and, and beat a top-10 TCU. There's a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought that Link would be really good. I don't think that they thought that Florida State would get off to this hot of a start. Um, they, they've got some pitching, pitching issues. They, they need to shore up some defense. But their offense is pretty good, and uh, yeah, I, think they'll, I think they'll have a pretty good year. I think for, you know, uh, the expectation would be to, like, to be a two-seed um, in a regional. If you could end up hosting a regional – which I'm not predicting just yet. The ACC is incredibly tough, and I just don't know if Florida State has the arms. But I think if you could host a regional, you'd be you'd you'd say that was a really good year for for Link's first year. And, and if you if you get into a super, you know who knows, right? Who knows what could happen? You, you've got a fifty fifty shot there. Tell everybody how they can get your info. Yeah, go to just search Double Fries No Slaw everywhere. Uh, YouTube is where we put most of the stuff, but whatever app you're on, we're there. And uh, check us out. All right, man. See you next week. See you, buddy. Catch in about an hour. Jeff Ketchum. Omni Nashville Hotel. Pet Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise, Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. While working, he eats kale and pets a cat. Bill King is a multitasker. Jeff Ketchum coming up next hour. He's got Orange Bloods, a very popular site. We'll kick around what's happening, and uh, apparently he's been getting into it a little bit over on three. Now he's with rivals. He's been with rivals. The thing here's the thing about Catch. Affiliation with him, I don't think that is that big of a deal because Orange Bloods is so big and strong. And he's very comfortable. He's been there from the beginning. I remember when Catch would come into town for meetings at the Brentwood offices of Rivals when Shannon Terry was there, Bobby Burton. And they had a bunch of employees at that office. And I told you what happened. 08 hit the housing crisis and the economy. And Yahoo had bought a year earlier rivals and Shannon and them tried to stay on Shannon tried to stay on and the incompetence of Yahoo was so bad. One day he just got fed up and quit. And I saw Yahoo suits coming in from California and they would bring people to a room in the back, fire them, and then they'd clean out their stuff and leave. Got to the point there was nobody else in that office but the radio show. It was me, Jason Ogg, Chris Childers. I think that was it. There might have been somebody else. I think for a while there was a secretary at the front desk, except there was nothing to secretary. There was nothing there. There was nothing in the back room. And all those offices that were filled, all of them, there was nothing there. And so Shannon and them sat around a couple of years enjoying the good life, which they flat out earned, and then they started 24-7, as you know, and then built that up, sold that for even more. 
millions and millions, and then now on three. But there's been a bit of a snip. We'll get into that, too, a little later with Catch. 615-844-5600. On Twitter, at Bill is King. And you can email the show, BillIsKing7 at gmail.com. Talked about it earlier. Jalen Carter was booked yesterday in Athens, was released about 15 minutes later. He posted bond. The accusation is there had been racing with Jalen Carter in his Jeep and also the female staff member and the football player at Georgia who both lost their lives, the offensive line man who lost his life. Very sad, very sad story. And Carter had been in Indianapolis, came back. He'd been at the combine, came back, got booked, and then made bond and was out. And the flip side of the story, and and we can all believe what we want to believe, but Carter says that he believes he will be totally exonerated, and his side of the story doesn't coincide with what the police says actually happened. Now, again, I'm not at all saying I know what went down there. I can just read what everybody else has read. According to the report, he had left and then came back about two hours later, meaning the scene and everything. And what happened after that, who knows? Yeah, who knows? But that that story was out there. Big part of Wednesday was that story. It was everywhere. People were talking about it. And I don't know that I think that hurts his draft stock or not. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it shouldn't necessarily. I'm just saying I don't think the NFL cares about that. NFL's trying to win ball games, y'all. Um, they don't discipline a whole lot in that league. They really don't. So I don't – I'm watching all these, quote, so-called talking heads on ESPN talking about how this is going to hurt his – draft and there's there's talk now now the bears have the top pick right there's talk that maybe they'll trade out of it they've been planning on trading out of it which is fine i would take i would take number 88 if if i'm taking the best player and i don't need a quarterback which i do not i would not take one of these quarterbacks real high that that's in this draft this, this talk about anthony richardson is comical Anthony Richardson is not a consistently good college quarterback. How does that translate to the next level? Again, I said consistently good, nothing more. He's not even that. How is he because of some measurables? Measurables are fine. What happens when you play the ball game is what I want to know. I don't understand that one at all. And I have no idea who's going to take him and how high it's going to be and all that. Don't care. But the the safest pick is probably Stroud. He's got the measurables. He's got decent to good height. Got a live arm. He's athletic enough, as we know. Bryce Young, I love. I love. But I just don't know if physically he can hold up in that league. Bryce, Bryce weighs 190 if you put a brick in each pocket, right? 
and he does not have that kind of body that can fill out and be 215, 218. If you're going to be a short quarterback, you have to have some reinforcement on your body. You have to have some muscle. And I think he maxes out on his best day at about 190. And they say he's about, what, 5'10", 5'11". Now, he's got a very live arm. I love watching him play. I do. I'm a huge Bryce Young fan. But on that next level where there's many more heat-seeking missiles playing defense than in the college game, I worry about his durability with that very small frame that he's got. I, I worry about that a lot. And that could be a problem. But otherwise, no, no, no. I, I'm going to miss watching him play. I'm going to miss – he can throw the ball into some incredibly tight windows. And I enjoyed all of that. But I, I don't see any quarterback in this class that translates to a franchise-type, okay, we, we got us a dude here. He's going to carry this team. We're going to have this guy eight years. He's going to really – carry us as a quarterback. There aren't really many of those anyways, right? And I don't think there's any one of those. Will Levis? No, not at all. Not at all. He's got the measurables. He's got arm talent. Just didn't play that well this year. I mean, at some point, it has to come down to the bottom line, which is how well did you actually play? So that's been that's been out there. Watched a bunch of baseball and quite a bit of basketball last night, too. That Auburn-Alabama game. We always talk about the rivalries, and it's based on football. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Auburn, all of those rivalries, right? That basketball game right now, last night, might not have been a pick-six game or some dramatic Alabama-Auburn finish. But it was an incredible game. Bruce had that thing seemingly the whole time until Alabama started chipping away. About six minutes, five minutes, started chipping away a little before that and then got it to overtime, and you just had to feel like Alabama's momentum. Bruce really mad because, including overtime, three of his starters fouled out. Dude was really mad. We've played the clip three times already on the show. Somebody should have said, hey, Bruce, got a question. And, again, you guys know I like Bruce. I like him. I'm not saying this to make fun. Bruce, what makes you matter? Getting a show cause and being ostracized for too many weenies on the grill or three starters fouling out in T-Town in a big game that you needed. (laughs) He probably would have picked the headset up, thrown it again. Just for now, you know those headsets. That's probably about a three hundred dollar headset. Not not that that matters. I mean, <laughs> those things ain't cheap. I would know. You know how many of those things I've gone through? Not throwing them, but just bursting them. Gone through a few, to say the least. L dog, Bill, did you see this? SI.com, college football expansion, Big Ten targeting up to four schools for realignment per report. 
And in this article, which was a couple days ago, it says the list includes Oregon, Washington, okay, California, and Stanford. With the Big Ten zeroing in on Washington and Oregon as its preferred options for realignment. Now, I get maybe the Oregon-Washington speculation. I don't know that they would agree, though, meaning the Big Ten, to give them a full equal cut. Don't know that that would happen. But considering how bleak the negotiations are going right now with would-be media partners, futuristic media partners, money people, might as well just call it what it is. If you're Oregon and Washington, I think if you get the invite, you take it. Well, I don't think. You take it, and you take whatever crumbs they're willing to give you. Pac-12 day, Bill Peyton Manning wasn't exactly the biggest frame guy entering the NFL. That didn't stop him. Bryce Young is a beast. Yeah, but Peyton Manning's 6'5". Bryce Young is not six foot. Peyton Manning's probably 220. And you got to remember, Peyton Manning may be, uh, first of all, he's one of the greatest of all time. And he may be the best at getting rid of the football. Sensing danger and finding a place for that football. That's an art form. Yeah, there's about a seven-inch difference in the height between those two. And we got to remember now, Peyton is right at the top of the G-word list of quarterbacks. And as much as I like Bryce Young, love him, um, he's not anywhere to be found on a list like that. He doesn't belong on, on a list like that. He's really good. Clyde says, Bill, would you please play Bruce just one more time, please? You know what? For Clyde, who I, I didn't know what happened. Clyde had been out of the country. He'd been in Yemen for about a month, two months, whatever it was, and he said, I didn't have any ability to get the show. I don't know. Do they have rules? Is our show banned in Yemen? Do they have a sign-up says, do not play that guy? It's got a picture of me. That guy's show. Don't play that garbage over here. I don't know what happened, but we lost track of Clyde. He's back, back home in Detroit. And for Clyde, we'll do it. Patton, do you have the bruise cut, the clip that you uh, cut up? Don't know. <laughs> I know he's got it. Patton, do you have the clip? Clyde is demanding it. We'll get it to you. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up on my email. Okay. Yeah, he's Clyde, he's working on it. Bruce sent somebody, some Auburn fan, to the station this morning to grab the clip so he couldn't play it anymore. So Patton's trying to find it. But, yes, we will honor your request how about the Butch Jones song? I had 
Blake was telling me. We were talking about football coaches, but Blake says that Butch Jones song haunts him too down there in Louisiana. All right. Bruce ticked off. They lost in overtime, had a 17-point lead. Alabama chipped away, won the game. Auburn ended up with three starters fouling out of the game. Post-game, Bruce is not happy. Here it is. Tonight, Bruce. Yep, we played well. We played hard. We should have won the game. Um, very, very disappointing. Um, you know, obviously, they made some made some plays. We had a hard time staying in front of them at the end of the day. Um I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! Talk about the, the, the final possession in, in regulation, Coach. Message to your ball club after this one, Bruce. Just we played hard. It played well. You know, if, if that's the number one team in the country, you know, come on the road, hostile environment. Yeah, but we needed that one to get the NCAA, and we, and we didn't get it. Dylan Cardwell's hurt. He's probably not going to play against um, Tennessee because of his injury. We need his physicality. He got, he got fouled down there at the, uh, in, in, at the end of the game. So, Coach, just talk about what, what Saturday represents now. Oh, just We'll get ready to play Tennessee. We're, we're incredibly outmanned at the end. At three, four guys on the bench in foul trouble. Coach Bruce Pearl. He was standing up now. He was standing up, and that's when he chucked the headset. All right, got to get the break. Love me some Bruce. Hello, I'm Greg Pogue, and welcome to the Ohio Valley Conference Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Drunk driving is the ultimate form of unsportsmanlike conduct. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. Morehead State has clinched a share of the regular season men's championship for its 10th overall title and first since 2003. With another win, the Eagles win the title outright for the first time since 1984. This week's OVC Player of the Week, UT Martin's Parker Stewart, hit eight three-pointers in a win over Tennessee Tech on Saturday. It marked the second time this season he has hit eight trifectas in a game. In women's basketball, Little Rock topped Eastern Illinois on Saturday to take a two-game lead with two games to play for the regular season title. The Trojans locked up the number one seat for the OVC tournament in its first year in the league. TSU's Erica Haynes-Overton is now leading the OVC in scoring in conference-only games, averaging 17 points per game in 14 league contests. Joining Stewart with the men's weekly honors was Tennessee Tech's Brett Thompson as top newcomer and Cameron Hafter, the top freshman for a fourth straight week. Little Rock's Sally Karuma and UT Martin's Sharnice Curry-Jelks were women co-players of the week, while Moorhead State's Veronica Charles was top newcomer and Curry-Jelks the top freshman. For complete information on this year's OVC Basketball Championships presented by United Fidelity Bank, being held March 1st through the 4th at the Ford Center in Evansville, visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville. For complete weekly schedule, including live video links, visit ovcsports.com. To find other news and features and more, follow the league on your favorite social media platforms at ovcsports and at ovcsports.com. You won't believe it until you OVC it. This has been the OVC Basketball Weekly Spotlight presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You've been drinking, don't drive, and always remember that fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Greg Pogue, wishing everybody a great week of OVC basketball.
It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Scouts had to come up with a whole new star system just to classify him. It's Bill King. Catch coming up about 20 minutes in. Hour number three. Thursday edition. Already Thursday. Tomorrow. Kevin will be back. Yes, I tape Kevin this morning. Usually tape around 11, 11.15 Central Time. He's on Eastern Time up there, so 12.15 his time. We'll have it ready for Friday. If you have any questions, just post them after the show for Kevin. And uh, I usually see you, so post them. If you have anything. I was thinking just to set it up, obviously we got to touch on the Brandon Miller thing. We just have to because, remember, we were not able to get him done. He had meetings all last Thursday. We were not able to interview last week. And, obviously, big comeback win for the basketball team. Bruce is not happy, as you heard. Baseball team off to a really good start. And any football news, obviously, football carries the day. Anything that's going on there, we'll get into. Charlie Strong got rehired as an analyst. Is that right? Larry, checking in this morning, who's a big, big college football fan, says, Bill, with Will Levis, I'm constantly reminded of the line from Moneyball. If he's such a good pitcher, how come he can't pitch? I completely agree. This quarterback class is thin. These NFL teams need to wait till next year for Caleb Williams and the sweepstakes for him. Well, if you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. Now, I don't, I don't know who will select when and all that. The best player in the draft is the guy who was in the news yesterday, Jalen Carter. That's – now, that comes – you got to remember, I'm biased a little bit there because – I have always, since I learned lessons on this back in the 70s as a kid trying to follow recruiting, about how premium a dominant interior defensive lineman is. Now, you could pick out, what about a dominant defensive end, Bill, that can get to the quarterback? Yes. 
What about a dominant uh, LT-type outside linebacker? Yes. What a dominant corner like Dion? Yes. All of those. But the size and the structure of a dominant defensive lineman, that's, I mean, 6'3", 6'4", 330 pounds, strength, twitch, aggression, Mindset, willingness to keep fighting, I mean, all those things. Motor, get off, all those various. Having that combination is so hard to come by. Again, I'm talking about what could be a dominant talent. I don't mean a pretty good one. Pretty good is good. Most people, if you've got a pretty good interior defensive lineman, that's commendable. We're talking about a dominant talent when it comes to Jalen Carter. Now, again, I'm not even talking about yesterday's news. We've talked about that a bunch already. I don't know what to tell you. I I read what you read. He got booked. He made bond. He's out. And he says he expects to be exonerated. I read the story just like you did. They're saying he was racing with the male and the female and was there at the time of the crash and left, then came back a couple hours later. That's what they say happened. And there's conspiracy stuff out there, too. Bill, why did it come out now that he's at the combine? Why didn't they – if if they've known, if they've had this suspicion for so long, Bill, why did this just now come out he's at the combine? I don't know. I – I haven't been looking into it that deeply all these weeks to get the conspiracy thing. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I do not have a good reply to that question at all. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, I beg you, do not play that Butch Jones song. I don't think we're playing it today. You got to remember now, the song haunts me too, but it is funny. When I do play it, when we play it, I do it knowing that later that day I'm going to get haunted too. You're not the only one. Basically, we're hitting the button and knowing it's going to haunt us. Patton, has the Butch Jones song ever reappeared in your day like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock the next day? Just out of nowhere in your head? (laughs) Have you played it for your fiancé? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a deal breaker if you do that. Yeah, don't do it. Tom says, it sticks in your head all day. I hear it now as I'm typing this. Well, it's true. Jim at Jupiter likes it, though. He says, how can you not like that song? It's the best. We used to play that. See, when we played that song, Butch was doing all right. He was winning nine games at Rocky Top. And now that year where it all collapsed, they won nine games, but they had beaten Florida. They beat Georgia. Same year. Had the East right in their hands. They All they had to do was win the latter part of their schedule, which historically has been the easy part. When you get Vanderbilt, you get Kentucky. And uh, they, they tanked. Down the stretch, they tanked and gave the East – to Florida, gave it to Coach McElwain. 
Yeah, McIlwain won the East twice, y'all. Bring him back. He did. How many Eastern Division championships? Uh, Mullen had one a couple of years ago, right? Played Alabama. Played them well in the SEC championship game, too. Then things kind of fell apart there. Something about recruiting and emphasis on it and not the time for that, or Gator Dave asked the question. Something about that. I don't remember. All right, we've got to get another break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pie customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pie Insurance. We heard about Pie Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pie a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' Comp insurance. See how much you can save at IWantPie.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate, so your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pie. It's as easy as Pie to get the savings you deserve. What are you waiting for? Ask your agent for Pie or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPie.com. That's IWantPie.com. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. He did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs>
doesn't know everything about college football. Mm, yeah, he does. It's the Bill King Show. powers brad is about to get into the basketball i don't know if he's bet anything yet but this is the week he turns to basketball remember after football after the super bowl he said i'm not doing basketball until they get to the conference tournament time and we are embarking in that direction tomorrow we'll get the latest from him now i get his newsletter i get it sent to me get it in my email and uh, I don't know that I've noticed, I may need to look, but don't know that I've noticed that he's done anything yet with basketball. If some of you have uh, information, otherwise, let me know. Patton, did you get that last request for an audio clip? Yes. Do you have it? I do. Rod of Buckeye, Texas. Bill, what about the classic J.I.B., Jeff in the Burrow, Jump Around song, the one about ants in your pants. That one should be played. Patton's got it. Go ahead and hit it. Jump around. Jump up. Jump up and get down. Everybody jump. You know, everybody jump and have ants in your pants when you win in Rupparita. There it is. I got that the song, was... too, if you want it. Say that again, Patton. I got the song, too, with that, if you want it. Yeah, play play the one. Yeah, play the one with the music. Where he sings to the music, or he tries to. Yeah, get that one. Jump around, jump up, jump up, and get down. Everybody jump, jump, jump. You know, everybody jump, have ants in your pants when you win in Rupparita. Everybody jump, jump around, jump around, jump up, jump up, and get down. All right, you asked for it. There it is. That's Jeff in the borough. Got to give him credit. He is not afraid to sing on the show. I don't know how many people will sing on the show. Now, Kevin Hagan lost a bet, had to sing the Michigan song, right? Yeah, the fight song. He did it. But I've never sang on this show. You wouldn't want me to. It would be so bad that it would destroy your eardrums. So it would not be worth your time. Clyde. Says, Bill, I don't know what happened with Jalen Carter, but I do know that is a 700-horsepower Jeep. Way too much vehicle for a kid who's 19 or 20. Is that what that was? See, I don't know those Jeeps. Now, I do have a Jeep, but it's a Jeep Jeep. Right? I mean, it's the classic Jeep. But I don't know the, the Jeep brands. Well, I never owned any of those, so I don't really know. So you're saying that is a very fancy, expensive Jeep, the description of the one. What is it called, the Skyhawk, or what do they call that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So you're saying the one that he is supposedly driving in the supposed races that ended up taking the lives of two people crashing, won a recruiting staffer, female, won a male offensive lineman, Georgia football player, 
you're saying the one that he had, the car that he had, was a very fancy one? I, see, I don't know the Jeep models well enough to be able to uh, tell you much about that. Jeff Ketchum, though, I'm looking forward to that. We'll get into there. Now, obviously, the Oklahoma and Texas coming a year early. That's not new news, but at some point, that'll probably come up. I always put Ketchum in that 20 slot because that is the longest slot we have each hour. Coming out of that first break is about a window, which I'm guessing is 16 minutes, maybe 16 and a half. The other windows are more... 10 to 11 to 12. And the last, like, this break right here is a very short one. We come out at about 52 and about 58. This one only lasts about six or seven minutes. And it's the clock, the way we have it set up, to sync up all the radio stations. It just helps everybody out when you're you're able to sync it up like that. It's just much better when you do it that way. Hour number three is going to be here shortly. And... uh, Talked about a lot of items here. Now, is it true what Tom in Myrtle Beach said earlier on social media that perhaps starting quarterback Kyle McCord, McCord, Ohio State, of course, Devin Brown will have something to say about that when they battle it out. Girlfriend is very well-known social media Golfer Paige Sporonic. Is that true or is that just some rumor? Now, she is all over Twitter and her pictures are very. What would be appropriate? Provocative? She's cute, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> she's kind of cute. Now, he's a college student. I think she's maybe 30. I don't really care about the age thing, but I was. I thought his girlfriend was. Some student there, though, from Philadelphia who might have gone to high school with him back in the Philly days or something. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But that's the rumor. I don't know. Is, is that true? I mean, he hadn't even won the quarterback job yet. It says, per TMZ, Kyle McCord, girlfriend is Paige Sporonic. They're now dating. Hashtag go bucks. Okay. Good enough. Hour number three, Omni National Hotel. <laughs> 